0: Episode 12, The Max Rebo Band. What the f- fu- uh.
1: Hello and welcome to Star What the F- I'm your host Marty Cobb, with my co-host Jason Tagmeyer and Alex Strang is off getting his ice cream maker back from Cloud City. And today's episode is about the Max Rebo Band. I think we all have uh, fond memories of the Max Rebo Band.
0: The Max Rebo Band, which is also known as... The Max Rebo 12. Which, which is, is a shock, first of all. Yeah. But it's originally known as... The hilariously named... Or... Ivar Orbis and his Galactic Jizz Whalers. <laughs> which was a jizz band... Wait a second. I don't know who came (laughs) up with that title, but it's just... It's clearly... Okay, so, like... Let's just change jazz, but switch one letter. But that one letter (laughs) is, like, the stupidest letter you could change it to. Like, of all
1: the things you would make a parody of jazz of, you couldn't call it juzz. You couldn't call it... Joe's. Joe's, or G's. You had to call it
0: jizz. It's... Yeah, that's where, that's where we're starting this episode. But, but the, <laughs> the, the, the Max Rebo 12 really shocks me. Um, well, the thing is... is really, I mean, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would just say that
1: the two band names are actually two different parallel universes. <laughs> because the Max Rebo band is from the regular cut, and the Max Rebo 12 from the new cut. Interesting. And the Jizzwellers? That's the original band name. That was...
0: (laughs) The uh, porno Cut? (laughs) The Porto Cut. (laughs) Um, So who do you know of as the Max Rebo Band? Alright, before we even go there. Max Rebo Band. First appearance is Return of the Jedi. Yep. Um, They show up uh, in Jabba's Palace playing a song called... Um, It is called... Laptee Neck. And... We know this very well because of the of the style of the characters. It's a, it's a very iconic scene. And we probably know it even better because the scene was modified in the special edition to include this big over-the-top production number that feels like it's something out of a Mena Mena, you know, Muppets uh, skit or something like that. What
1: Yes. Uh, which, by the way, the song that they sing in the special edition is a different song. It is called Jedi Rocks. Of course it's called Jedi Rocks. Which is really bad name, because lap t Neck sounds like an actual, like, alien song. Yeah. Jedi yeah. Rocks sounds like, I don't know, maybe they didn't actually have a name for the song, and Jedi Rocks was like, well, that would... We're calling it that because it was Return of the Jedi or whatever. It's
0: terrible. It's terrible. But, so, so, the Max Rebo band that I know and love consists of three people. Max Rebo on the... Coolest keyboard you will ever see. It's want a keyboard that looks exactly like it. It's functions. a keyboard that you sit inside of. <laughs> yep. Um, Cy Snoodles, who is the singer. Yep. Um, who's who's really interesting. Max Rebo is the small, elephant-like, uh, Eeyore-like. Hey, he's not a blue elephant, Jay. He's like, elephant-like. <laughs> um, Cy Snoodles is, is all legs up until, like... Man, uh, this big bands. round round belly and this little noodly nose, which is really really neat looking. And then probably the coolest uh, member, <laughs> uh, aside from X VO of course, is Droopy McCool, who is a dumpy looking <laughs> flautist of some sort. I don't even know what he's playing. No, you know the thing is is that like
1: I'm not gonna lie, as we go through all these members, I, I'm not gonna remember any of the actual instruments they play. Because they play things that look like things, yes, but they're not normally named. Like he's playing a flute of some sort, but it's probably named like the Flukidorkles or something. <laughs> because well, that's well, actually, I would describe that that has an actual name because the picture for Droopy McCool's on Wikipedia needs to be seen
0: because it's amazing. It's yeah, just it's, it's it's pretty epic. It's. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a it's lot maybe. of cool um there's a really great max band poster on on wikipedia too where it shows it's the newer band because you see um Jao yaza i believe his name is who was like the the singer yeah. um but there's a, there's a really crazy looking alligator looking guy <laughs> um yeah,
1: playing something which is probably that little thing that was about to start playing and then Zhao Yauza told him to not play yeah which is a dick move on Zhao yaza's part now, I have to note here that Jiao Yowza in this poster looks way better.
0: Like, just like a mile above the one that we see in the extended, uh, the special edition. So let's explain who Jiao Yowza is. Jiao Yowza is the Muppety, uh, in-your-face uh, character that sings in the special edition. Psy um, uh, Sudo still sings, but Jiao Yowza kind of comes in and... He takes, takes over, pretty much. Yeah, he really does, because
1: um, he just kind of stands out very much, because he's really in your face. He really is in your face, because there's one point where he screams into the camera.
0: Yeah, it's... Which, I guess, Nice Noodles does the same thing as well. Well, there's, a there's I think, the biggest difference between the two scenes, and we watched both scenes just to kind of, uh, you know... Remind ourselves, as we Exactly. Exactly. Um, the original scene, you see Cy Snoodles singing. Yeah. But it's not as much of a foreground performance as a background performance. It's like they're the music there to entertain uh, Jabba the Hutt. Um, but the real action is, it,
1: is the dancer. And is the Twi'lek.
0: She's the Twi'lek, right? Yeah, Ula dancer. her name. Ula. Um, but, but in the special edition the band is there performing for the audience. Like, it's, yeah. it's a complete different thing. They're not, I mean, it's, it's, it's like you're watching a concert. And yeah, it's way them. different than, than the feel of the original film.
1: Oh, no, in the original film, the, the biggest problem I have with the, the special edition is that that sequence messes with the editing to such a level that it actually throws off the whole thing. Every old clip that you see put in there is not right is it it doesn't match up with what's the new
0: stuff that's happening. And not to mention it's it's screaming for your attention where they where they make these fast cuts and everything's yelling and it, it it's it's completely different. It's a completely different feel than the rest of the film. It it really is. It's
1: it's actually really bad. Like that that like the original sequence that it is they're just playing the song and the actual focus is the bad guy
0: that you're supposed to be afraid of who kills a Dancer for resisting, but that and I kind of wonder if like George Lucas wanted to like uh like minimize that, and that's why he put this in. Like, well, like yeah. what was his, his initial like his feeling? Was it oh, this band needs to be more in your face, or is it let me keep this, this scene where this dancer you know gets killed, but let me you know kind of try to dance around it?
1: Yeah, now I can kind of understand that if you were to, in his, from his perspective, that he thought that the band. Was a little awkward because I could kind of see where he if you were to think of that. Because when I was watching the original, Snice Noodles is, all the band looks awesome, but Snice Noodles
0: looks kind of awkward. Very awkward. Because it, it it's just looks like doesn't, you yeah, know, the puppet doesn't look like it's quite moving right. Like, I, and, and I can see that as well, you know, because I don't think the new scene is is terrible, but I feel like it's a terrible fit in the film. Yeah, if, now, it's, if it's in an episode of Fraggle Rock, I'm there. Oh, you know,
1: if it was in an episode of Fraggle Rock, it would not only work well, I'd watch it and enjoy it. Now, to be completely honest, I like both songs. I like Blocky yeah. Neck and I like Jedi Rocks, but I really do only really like them because of one thing. There's a special mode in Battlefront 2. Where you can play as just the heroes and just fight and bad guys and just fight each other with like lightsabers. Okay. And during the whole thing, you it's on Mos Eisley. And during the whole thing, there's three songs that loop. And this 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 fight takes about like uh, a half an hour usually. So it it lasts a while and it plays three songs. One is a tip the typical song level level that they play during the level. Okay. And then it's Lap Neck and then Jedi Rocks and it repeats those three songs over and over again and it
0: is hilariously fun to play to fight during these songs so one of the things I, I i'd want to mention is in the in the uh the new special edition the band extends itself to not only jow there's uh i guess three dancers slash backup singers um which are which are neat it's they're neat looking characters and uh, you know i think they're that's, that's done kind of i think they made action figures of them because i remember having them um, that was they really fun. They did every
1: every new character
0: that they introduced in that sequence got one. Yeah, and then the the band has uh, a Clatuanian Oompa Stay, which I remember a figure of the Weequay Akrev, which I remember a figure of, and the and the Rodian Bard Dota... Bodo Donoito or something like that. I, I remember, remember that name. That name stands out. That uh, I like I'll never forget. Dota Bodo Wannadita. I can't even pronounce it. Well, the thing is, is that I like the idea that he's a bard. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> 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 like he's a bard and not like you know a, a flautist. He's playing the exact same instrument that the um, the bith play in the uh, the modal tones. In, modal um, nodes. Modal right? nodes. Yep. yep. Um, so let's go behind the music and talk about how the
0: band was formed. Okay. I thought you were gonna talk about how Deep Roy plays uh, um, Deep Roy plays Droopy McCool. It is awesome. That 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 was a great weird little fact I didn't know. That was mind blowing (laughs) when I saw it because first of all, Deep Roy's Mm -hmm. a little guy, and Droopy McCool's the biggest guy in the band. He
1: absolutely is. He does not look like a short he does not look like a short like um Rex Rebo looks short, but that's because he's sitting on like a seat and he's Yeah. a band, a something or something, but behind the music, behind the actual music. So, as we mentioned before, the original band name was Evar Orbis and his Galactic Jizz Whalers. <laughs> it's also just like a terrible, like last part. Like, why are you whalers? Like a jizz whaler does not sound like a whale. thing. <laughs> you're just you're just you're jamming out. That sounds really gross. Um, <clears throat> so Evar Orbis is some kind of weird bird, tentacled monstrosity. He was not in any movies, so like his picture is just a like a comic book picture, it looks like Why did he not make it to Jabas Palace? Well, I will tell you because I find this absolutely hilarious. Ivar Orbis started the band by collecting all of these members and basically exploiting them. He was like <laughs> he was like, Okay, Max Rebo has one trait, and that's because he's constantly hungry. So he was like, I will make sure that you never starve again. And it was like, okay, I'll take that as my contract. And then he got Snice Noodles because she was, like, naive. And then he got Droopy McCool because I guess Droopy was just cool that day. So he started a band. I think he had one or two other members, uh, including um, one of the dancing girls in the extended edition
0: was part of the original lineup. So was he, like, the um, Lou Pearlman of... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I like
1: to think maybe he was more like a... um, who's that guy with the crazy hair that killed all those people? <laughs> uh, uh, Phil, Phil Spector. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Getting a little darker than that. Um, wow. Um, no, no, I don't think that. Uh, no, I, I think he's, yeah. Who, who's that? Was that the Backstreet Boys manager, the one you <laughs> yeah, mentioned? Yeah, exactly. that's probably more accurate. Um, uh, no, he was basically that. He he signed a contract with Chalmuntz. The bar from uh, yes. New Hope. Or at least he had a contract and he was playing there. But the modal tone the, the
0: It's the funny modal that t- nodes. Wait, let me interrupt for a second. It's funny that he had a contract with the only other place we see a band play <laughs> in the entire Star Wars universe. Well, that's because it
1: results in this like has-to-be awesome sequence where the modal the modal nodes are angry about this and they get into a fight with the Max Rebo band, and Ivar but Evar Orbis gets shot and killed
0: oh my God. in the sequence.
1: Now, I remember that because I was in the. Uh, I, I've read Tales of Jabba's Palace uh, and the band played on, I think is the name of the, of that sequence. <laughs> He's killed in a band <laughs> He's battle. In a band battle with the only other band we know about in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, two bands are going to go down. The two bands and
0: the one All right, is Well, dead. That's, that's one guy
1: out of the band. <laughs> yeah. But there's apparently 12 more. <laughs> All right. So then we'll go into Max Rebo. All right. Max Reba is probably the most notable member of the band, obviously. What is his species, do we know? He is an Ortolan. I think. Oh, I, I did know that already. Yep, and uh, he is apparently a skinny Ortolan. Is he? Yep. Um, he is, like, the only... Apparently they're heavier. He's kind of like a runt-ish. Um, he was talented. Uh, ortolans are known for living on an ice planet. Okay. So they don't have a lot of resources and food. So, Max Rebo, whose real name, by the way, is Cerulean Fantel, Fantel, who had uh, uh, Ivan Orbis uh, told him to go with the name Max (laughs) Rebo because it sounds cooler, which I'm going to agree with (laughs) take his advice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He was kind of, as a young musician, he didn't really eat as much, and basically he only took food as his payment. He was like, he was working at like some kind of house, like, bar. He was like a piano man at a bar for a long time. And he only... He got food for his money. And that's when Ivan e. Orvis picked him up. He was like, you're actually really good. I will make sure that you never go hungry again. Wow. And... Um, after Ivan's e. death... Um, he was... He was made the member... The leader of the band. Which is why the band was named... Was Max Rebo Band. Okay. Uh, but size Noodles was the actual... Like... Was supposed Singer, to be her frontman, the, front uh, the actual manager, I guess you could say. Oh, like okay. She actually ran the show, but Max Rebo was like a figurehead because I guess his name sounded better. Um, little known fact behind the scenes about Max Rebo he was played by puppeteer um, uh, Williamson, right? Uh, uh, Simon, uh, Simon Williamson. And originally, he was not to have legs or he was not to have arms. And that his legs were what
0: he was actually playing the ba- game, the piano with. Wow, it's I found it even interesting that he's a puppet because I thought I always thought it was just a guy in a suit. He is a technically kind of a guy in a suit.
1: Like, uh, there's no picture of him like sitting in the suit, but he is in the suit. Uh, but like, technically, his arms are supposed to be his legs, and he's just like sitting on a cushion.
0: I read a, a interview with Simon Williamson and he was talking about how he would draw pictures on top of um like a photo of of Max Rebo just to show where he actually was in the, in the costume which uh-huh. i, I kind of try to picture it like i assume his head is below the head of Max Rebo yeah um, there's a there's a really interesting shot on on wikipedia that shows Rex, Max Rebo from the side where his head is actually pretty tall pretty high up in in the in the body of things um, so uh, yeah it's 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 really awkward looking yeah. his arms are are just coming out of, like, his sides, It's just so weird. Yeah, the puppet looks really weird when you kind of look at it, like... Like, it... when you look at it, you can see that... <laughs> well, you can see that it's a puppet. It's really... He also has interesting yeah. fingers. They're, he does. He like has, like, a little ended. suction
1: pub yeah. cups on them. So, um... <clears throat> yeah, and then, basically, it was him that got him the gig at Jabba's Palace. Uh, basically, as the figurehead, as, like, a fake figurehead, he was told that he had real power. So he signed a contract with a talent scout looking to get a band for Jabba's Palace, and said that he would work for food only, him and the band. So they didn't actually get paid for any of their like stint at Jabba's Palace, only food. Um, <clears throat> really, there's not much else to say about uh, Max Rebo after the band. Uh, the band broke up after Return of the, the the events in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Max Rebo kind of went off on his own. And apparently opened up his own chain of restaurants. As I have just read this. (laughs) Which sounds awesome. And he became rich. So he he did out quite well for himself, apparently, in the future. Wow. Uh, Sice Noodles, though. Who I think is going to be
0: next. Sice Noodles seems to have a little bit of an attitude problem. I'm reading a quote here. I could have killed Max, the little blue dope. And I'm a pacifist. All he had to do is look at the size of my mouth and body to see that I don't eat much. Droopy wasn't happy either. He eats only once a month. Jabba was going to pay us in food, but any boss worth working for pays the van and gives them a meal on top of it. I was wrong to let Max run our business affairs. After this fiasco, I vowed to leave and take Droopy with me. If that fool Rebo wants to work for food, then he should have a
1: solo career. Which is funny because he ends up with the best thing going on. Though I guess technically what's his... Um, what, uh, Droopy McCool when we get to him. Okay. It's a little bit... Um, so Sice Noodles. Yes.
0: Uh, what are your thoughts on size Noodles before? Um, I don't know. size Noodles is, is the weirdest of the bunch because it's, I think the other ones are so unique looking. Size Noodles almost kind of falls to the background yet. It's the foreground front, you know, front singer, front woman of, of the band. I don't know. I was always kind of weirded out by, by the character as a child. Oh, it's freaky. This thing's it's creepy. Just, it's like, ostrich-like but not it's like it's very weird alright
1: well I wanted to talk about one important detail because I wanted to surprise you okay she appears in an episode of the Clone Wars she does before her uh, her career her first career as Max Rebo's uh, band leader she is a part-time bounty hunter while as being a um artist on the side wow but the most notable thing that she did is she dated Zero the Hutt (laughs) Wait a second. Yep. Zero the hut. you may remember... Uh, yes, I... How could I forget? <laughs> ...as the very purple, weird, very, very weird hut that appears in the Clone Wars movie and a couple of times in the TV show that, for like, I don't really know how to describe Zero. I think we have to do an episode on him one day. Um, but Sice Noodles and him dated and then she helped assassinate him. Wow. Basically for cheating on her or something like that. Now first off I can't imagine zero being with a woman. It
0: I'm doesn't like, seem, it, it doesn't seem it's like very
1: fitting. It doesn't you know? seem very. I mean it, it's also like I can't imagine a hut being with anything that isn't a hut or with anything cuz well, it's the a hut, slug
0: like Well, I mean, it's hard to say she's a woman. She's a female, you know. Yeah, obviously. she is a female, yeah. But the huts have a thing for women. Yeah. As we we, see we do we do we do know Leia. that.
1: I don't know what enjoyment they get out of it, but it's creepy as all hell thinking about that. And I'm not gonna continue that train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um so Sice Noodles, uh, that was what she did before during the Clone Wars. And then she was uh, I don't up. I didn't remember that. I remember seeing it, but I had no clue it was Sice Noodles. Yeah, it was Sice Noodles. That's the weirdest episode, by the way. That yeah. that like I'd almost recommend it, only because it's just kind of weird. Like oh, we will do an episode on Zero of the Hut. I really want to now. That'll be fun. Um, I also like the second picture of Stice Noodles on the uh, on the Wikipedia, by the way. She's very really
0: surprised in it. Yeah, there's there's so much. Like you look at these characters, and you you you've seen like the action figures, and you've seen them on on screen, but their comic appearances and cartoon like any. Any sort of other, and, and even just, um, like, original illustrations, there's there's so much cool artwork out there for them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the band,
0: uh, you know, has quite a bit of, of, of cool ones in themselves.
1: Yeah. So, Snice Noodles, uh, was picked up by Iran, uh, Ivar Orbis and his Galactic Jizz Whalers. Uh, <laughs> um, she was the figurehead behind the real group after his death, really. Um... She, after being tricked into basically working for Jabba's palace, she was the one that continued to get the money by getting tips and working together. And she also worked with Bib Fortuna, who will probably also have a later episode.
0: I Um, love Bib Fortuna. Yeah. um,
1: Bib Fortuna, and she was like a double agent. She would sell information about Jabba that was all false. Okay. Like uh, to throw people off, and she would make money off the side doing that. Um, she and Droopy McCool had a very interesting relationship where she was, Droopy McCool is super patient, apparently, and will listen to him, her, bitch for hours, apparently. So she kind of likes him. Um, she also convinced him to change his name to Droopy McCool's. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: she's also probably the, the most awkward looking puppet, as I've mentioned before. Otherwise, um, after the breakdown of the ba- breakup of the band, she became a spice addict, and never really achieved musical success again.
0: Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, she has
1: the most. Well, she doesn't have the most depressing backstory. The when we get into the other guys who also have long backstories, well, being <laughs> shot
0: by <Bigger> and Dan <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> is kind of a bad. Uh...
1: <laughs> but you killed. Uh, it's it's really hard to. Um. My gosh! Yeah, right. yeah. She went through a variety of stage names, apparently. Just oh, kind of
0: like, do, are there other names? No, there isn't listed
1: any, but she apparently went through them. Um, let's let's think of what they would have been. Uh, Snipsy, snits, snits. I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, I can't even. Weird. Pouty. Yeah, pouty. <laughs> um, ugh. All lips, no legs. Oh high. man! I like all lips, no legs. All lip, like those those legs, are what creep me out the most. Like flamingo.
1: I like to think that she became a guest artist, like a like a guest singer for like a bunch of like hair metal bands <laughs> or something like that. Because I could see she could she
0: could do that. Yeah. Um, I guess we will want to move on to Droopy McCool. I want to know about Droopy McCool, as so, played by Deep Roy. Just want to. Weirdest, Put that out there. Weirdest thing. So, Drew B. McCool is
1: uh, a Kitonak.
0: Okay. I've never is, even heard that
1: before. Yeah, that's what he is. He is, which are basically like these large, dumpy little guys with weird heads that are like eyeless, it looks like. Um, his original alias was Snit because his real name is a series of whistles that are incomprehensible to you, to uh, most non-Kittonacks. So his real name is like, but like, um, nobody, nobody wants to call him that. So his name is Snit and then Snice Noodles tells him that his name should be Droopy McCool.
0: And and that was a a wise move because Droopy McCool is a wonderful name. Droopy McCool is
1: a wonderful name, but I think it's not a very fitting name. You don't think he's Droopy? Well, I think he's droopy.
0: I don't think he's cool? I don't think he's
1: cool. I think... I like like him. I like him a lot, but I think it's the brown shorts that really do
0: it in. The brown shorts are so not McCool.
1: (laughs) No. he has really weird knees. I don't really know how to describe it. He also looks really lumpy. lumpy. He has weird fingers. He only has three fingers. He plays a flute. Like, I don't even hear a flute in
0: in any of the songs. Uh, I don't hear the flute, and, and his fingers are like... Sausages (laughs) Sausages and <laughs> wrap around the flute. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. You look at a, at a, at a, at a flautist or you know, <laughs> show me one with sausage fingers, and it is ridiculous. Oh my god. And then, um,
1: so Droopy McCool, as played by Deep Roy, uh, he was on his planet, but he misses his planet deeply, but he can't find his way back or something. So he became a, he became a member of, uh, the Jizwalers. And, um... He, he was a slave, apparently. Because he was, like, he was, like, being bought by people. Okay. But, uh, he was, he was hired instead of by, uh, Ivar. Um. He. Do, 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 sorry. Um. Apparently he got the name Droopy McCool because... Uh, size noodles thought that he had a rather cool personality. <laughs> now to me completely, I can't look at that face and think that he has a cool personality. Just somebody he doesn't really talk and just kind of breathes heavy in the background. Yeah. Like he doesn't really look like the kind of guy that would be really cool. Uh, he apparently only eats once a month. Yeah. So he got really f- screwed over in the deal. Um. So after the band broke up, after the um, after the ill-fated great trip to the great pit of Carcoon, he decided he had heard that there were more of his species out in the desert. And so, um, he decided that after the uh, sail barge crash, he was just going to wander out in the desert and try to find, find them because he thought he could hear them. And he did. And, uh, well, there's two possible endings here. He found them. <laughs> or he died horribly in the middle of a desert of drowning and starvation. <laughs> well, he only used less than a month, so maybe... so at least, Well, at least he had a <laughs> month yeah, to do while. it. Uh, however, years later, some old moisture farmers said that they had heard Chindalcalu flutes, which is the flute that he plays, during the night in the darkest corners of the desert. And others believe that it may have been Droopy and his plows pals playing music while waiting for the cosmic egg.
0: The Cosmic Egg, by the way.
1: Yeah. You need to
0: (laughs) rewind for a second there. The cosmic
1: egg is their deity that they wait to hatch for, like it's like I guess the center of the galaxy or something. So they just kinda he's just kinda playing music out in the middle of the desert, probably gonna get eaten by a crate dragon one day. I can't imagine that he really survived the Tuscan Raiders. (laughs) Or the Jawas or literally anything.
0: He does not look like desert dwelling people. So there's a potential set list. There's a song list of of Max Rebo Band songs out there on the internet. I'm just going to read them because there's some awesome things in here. Lap to Neck, which we we've t- talked about before. Yep, yeah, that's the
1: song that plays in the original cut of Return of the Jedi. Jedi Rocks. The st- special edition cut
0: that we hear. Galactic Dance Blast. I don't know if
1: any of these are... From this point on, I don't know if any of these songs are like actually recorded. Galgamukk.
0: That joyous night, I ate my mate. Uh. <laughs> Ode to a master chef. Uh. Ode to a radioactive ruin. My heart belonged to you. My hearts belong to you. Multiple hearts oh, there. Well, no, nope. very doctory. And kick the renat.
1: I, well, I yeah. want to know. is kick the renat like
0: a dance move. Like, I don't know. These sound like the band was very. You know, it wasn't really wild music and it wasn't like there's photos of them and they're just like wailing, you know. Like, yeah, they're whalers. Like, Just wailers should. <laughs> uh, and some of these songs, you know, sound much more upbeat and everything than, than they were. I mean I, I mean, guess so. That by the special edition they were they were kinda wailing.
1: Yeah. But at the same time I could see them having a variety, so that was just their com song that they played during like, you know, the large gatherings.
0: <laughs> during the the death <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do want to take a note. Uh you know the famous Like, little snippet of Boba Fett crossing his arms during the band. I really thought that during the sequence in the special edition, that when he does that, there's something much more of a disapproving tone. Oh, yeah. He's looking at it and like, this is the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Is is this what what I have to do today? (laughs) I like to think, though, that Boba Fett was, like, trapped there for the day. He was like, fuck, I can't leave. I was like well, I can't find the exit I was like oh, I guess I'll just have to sit here and listen to this crap <laughs> <laughs> um there's some great music though yeah. and then there's like eight other members of this band yeah uh, I'm just gonna kind of go through them real quick okay I think that's the best way Grietta jendowanian who is a the female Rhodian vocalist she With has a little mohawk she's like a weird like long, yeah long-haired mullety mohawk uh, she has a full backstory Which I can only hope is from the toy, because otherwise that's insane. Oh, she appears in uh, *Revenge of the Sith*. Does she? Yeah, she apparently does. She's in a background sequence of an opera house. They must have had the costume line around. Wow. Um. uh, She was a vocalist. She developed a friendship with Slice Noodles. She had worked for the Everar Orbis, meaning she was a jail jizz whaler. Um, let's see, uh, she was horrified when Ula died. She later joined the Palpatones. <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> The Palpatones is another band in this universe. I'm gonna, uh, let's take a look here. This is there's no like,
0: such thing as the Palpatones. The
1: Palpatones, uh, were band formed from three former members of the Max Rebo Band, which are, which split shortly after the death of Jabba the Hutt. Uh, their name was a portmanteau of Palpatine, and the word Tone... Building a fan base in the Adirim, the band became of itself. the biggest hit was Kick the Renat, which I guess it's, oh, I, well, yeah. it's weird. Um, which made it star of its lead, of its lead singer, the Griata. Uh, sometime after the Battle of Ender, the Palpatones
0: also went their separate ways. So. They went their separate ways. Uh, okay. Um, how could you be in a band called the Palpatones in this universe and not fear every step that you take? You well, know, that's like calling. Well, that's the thing, though, is that,
1: does the Emperor even, like, reveal his name? Does he ever say it to anybody?
0: Well, we knew Senator Palpatine. Well,
1: that's true. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be afraid, unless it was, like, some kind of tribute, like, that was the thing. All right, and then, let's go on to the next guy, or gal. I'm gonna do the, the female dancers' ones, I think, next. Uh, we both have this one open, so. It's
0: Ristal Sant. She's a female felon slash human dancer. Uh, she's a near-human hybrid, born to a Thelan father and a human mother. Um, there's all kinds of stuff about her. I know, these backstories are crazy long for for no reason, I feel I don't even know what they're from. Uh, appearances, Revenge of the Sith, again. Um, Return of Tag and Bink, special edition? Never heard of it. That's like a comic book. Um, and then a Star Wars Power of the Force action figures. Customizable card game, trilogy sourcebook, visual dictionary. Ask Lobot, who's who in the Max Rebo band? There's there's a lot here. Um But uh Is there so anything notable about her?
1: We're still not well, she was a member of the Papatons. And after the Papatons broke up, she went to search for who her dad was. Interesting. Uh I also would like to note that she is weird looking. <laughs> I find every part of her appearance insane, and that haircut is insane, and the weird spikes is insane, and her skin pattern is insane. It's weird is weird and her uh, full body picture is really weird on the Wikipedia. I recommend that. All right. Who's next? Lin Mi which uh give me a second. Lin <clears throat> Mee was a Twilight dancing girl. She was the blue one. Okay. Uh she was seen she's basically wearing the same thing that Ula wore. Yeah, um, she's very Ula ish. Yep, she was with the uh, there was three backup like female dancers that were singing in the background. She's the the other one of that She was a study of typical Twilight dance. She was, um, basically given to the Max Rebo who had survived. She was given to the band basically because they had survived some mission and successfully done something. And they, like, he was like, here, have all these people so that you can make your band awesomer. Um, she apparently was friends with Boba Fett and that she reunited with Boba Fett. Um that's really about it. Like they were just, there's apparently she flirted with Boba Fett (laughs) and then she swore vengeance on Skywalker because Boba Fett didn't technically die in the extended universe. Um, So she did not become a member of the, 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 uh, the (laughs) The Palpatine. No, I guess she, Uh... she just said, I hate you Skywalker. And that was it. There's not really much to say about Lin May.
0: So there's, uh, three other, well, there's four, four of the characters, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, Akrev, Akrev, who is a weak way.
0: Yep. He's uh, a skiff guard because weak ways are skiff guards, apparently. Well, they,
1: they all are. It's, it's a part of their being, apparently. Um, he is a drummer. Like he's got like some kind of very Japanese yeah. style, like large drum. Um, I don't really remember him adding to the song and it's hilarious when you see all of these guys playing the drum in the special edition. Because yes. it's him and Umpas Stay, who's a Clatunian, whose costume doesn't look very good either.
0: Uh, well, did you know that Akrev and Umpas Stay attempted to flee Mos Eisley but they were ambushed by Tuscan Tusken Raiders and Akrev was beaten to death? That's a really dark ending.
1: Like, <laughs> Why would you kill off these two characters that you made up solely for like five minutes worth of a minute worth of footage. I don't know. Uh, they have also long backstories. Alright, so I'm gonna skip past them and do Doda Boden Waid We Do. Doda Boda Donna Weedy.
0: <laughs> Him say.
1: and Barquin Don yeah. perform a d- during Jedi Rocks. Uh, they are playing the same instruments that all of the band members of the Modal Top nodes play. Um Barquin Don, actually specifically, who is a Bith. Is the older brother of the leader of the Modal Nodes, who's a huge gambler and ended up there because of a debt, I think.
0: So he's the older brother of the guy that shot the original band leader. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's any tension in this band? Absolutely. I, well, they they probably didn't care
1: about Orvis, what Evar Orbis, because of his terrible naming abilities. Um. Dota made the wise decision not to the journey with the rest of the band to the doom trip to the Great Pit of At After hearing a job has passed, he stole several priceless sculptures from the hut's townhouse and fled the planet. He then sold the sculptures to an art collector on Tharkos and became very wealthy. So Dota, Bowden, Wido actually made out quite okay. So there's one that I forgot. Who?
0: Rapper Toonie. Rapper Toony. I totally forgot about Rapper tuning. Who's Rapper tuning? I don't oh, know. actually frog-like, know. pot-bellied, shota ub musician who plays a harmonica-like instrument called a growdy.
1: Oh, oh yes, yes. He was
0: uh he he was told by
1: Uyawza, or whatever his name was again, uh that he couldn't play <laughs> for one day. He was like he was about to start. He was like no, no, you hold off there. <laughs> but he was
0: nicknamed the Jedi Rapper uh, by the filmmakers during production. That's awesome. Wow.
1: I like that name. Um, and then and the last one we have, right? Who's the most notable one? We haven't actually talked about the newest, the most notable newest member of the band in
0: the special edition. Um, Who we know as Zhao Yowza, but I'm, uh, he may otherwise be known oh my God, by good. his his <laughs> full name. Now, this is one that maybe they shouldn't have given him a stage name. Maybe they should have stuck with the original one.
1: I think so. Because Go for it. it. It's fantastic. It's Jowizkin stick. Do you want to try that?
0: I don't. <laughs> uh, Jal <laughs> Yaza. He's a Yuzum. Um... Which is...
1: You know, I, I can't really... I can't really hate on the Yuzums, because they do exist before did they? The, the CG. Yeah, you can see a Yuzum in the background of, uh... Revenge of... the uh, Return of the Jedi. Um... Uh... So Zhao Yauza. I think he was a member of the of the Palpatones after the band. Oh my
0: god.
1: Well it's made up of three people. Um, <clears throat> I think so. Um, well the Yauza found a friend uh, traveled to the band. Yeah, he he formed a new band called the Palpatones, so he's actually the leader of the Palpatones. And uh, he agreed to perform on the ship in exchange for a place to stay. So he was on a cruise ship of some kind, and the opportunity travel. Travel he did along with his friend Wam Lufba throughout the outer rim territories in the centrality. So um, he had a friend <laughs> who was named Wamblam Lufba, Wamblam, which is awful. Just just awful. I don't. I I really don't have much to say about Joe Yaza,
0: because he doesn't. He's got the less. He has such a little story, but he's so prominent in that that scene. Yeah, which
1: is weird because all the other background people have more story to them.
0: So there's one last person that, that needs to be mentioned that has something to do with the Max Rebo Band. And it's Tick Tally Talash.
1: Oh, man.
0: Who was a Durfian from the planet Durf, and Wait. the president of the Max Rebo fan club. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a Max Rebo fan club. He appeared at the <laughs> end of Stop That Jawa from Star Wars Tales 2. He realizes his dream of playing with the group when he's invited to perform with them at Jabba's Palace shortly before the Battle of Endor. Well, oh, that's... How do you be a fan of the Max Rebo Band? Like, you have to go to Jabba's Palace to see them. That's the only place they played. Well, after they split up, Talish writes a tell-all book entitled Blue Man's Group (laughs) without the band's permission, causing him to sever ties with them. He nonetheless treasures his brief stint with the band. That's, That's pretty awesome. Oh, man. All right, so I think we've talked... More than enough about the Max Rebo Band.
1: There's too many members of the Max Rebo Band. Because I was only thinking, when we were discussing doing this episode, I was like, oh man, it's just going to be three people, it's going to be nice. No, there's 12.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's 12, there's the Jizzwhalers, there's the (laughs) fan club
1: president. They have a crazy backstory, but that, I guess, makes sense. This is one of the more notable things about Return of
0: the Jedi. Yeah, and, and... if anything it's it's something that was worth writing about because it's it's different than all the generic um, I'm gonna write a story about a bounty hunter that does this I'm gonna write a story about you know this person who's from this planet and everything's the same here we've got song titles we've got instrument names it's they really did did their their, their part in in creating this this little musical world
1: yeah all right so I have a final question okay. I have my the the wrap up. I'm going to focus, focusing on just the main three that we know, because we don't have enough time, I imagine, to, to go through this. After they split up, if you could put them in any band, any real world band, where would they go?
0: Well, interesting. Okay, so each one of them putting in a band.
1: Yeah, put one, each one in a band. Like, they, they can be together or not, but I, I suggest that they should be separately okay. in another band. Uh, I would suggest a
0: real world band, but if you have some okay. money, real say. world band, uh, real world, real world band. So where would Max Rebo go? Max Rebo would obviously replace whoever replaced Freddie Mercury. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody really replaced. No, there's Freddie. some guy right now. I can't remember who performing as the singer of Queen, oh, which is God. A, a tragedy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah max Rebo, obviously that's that's the right spot for him.
1: Do you think his singing voice? like, I, like really helps there. Like I don't know, but he's he's the showman. I don't all right well, size right. si, si noodles. Where would size noodles go?
0: Size noodles <laughs> I could see size noodles with share. You know, the two yeah. of them doing like a like a duet, or, yeah. or I don't know, I, I kind of like I, some
1: kind of female like like power like singer. Yeah, like yeah, the like.
0: two of them, and maybe throw like Celine Dion in, and it's like a crazy trio tour. I would
1: like to see Cy Noodles do a duet with like Beyonce. I'd like to yeah. see. What, I would like to see what that would look like. Remixers out there, <laughs> you
0: know what I want? Um, Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> Yes. And uh, Droopy McCool. Droopy McCool. He's I... obviously. He's obviously on tour with Spinal Tap. <laughs> 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 Him and Dark Small next to each other, sharing a microphone. and Oh my god.
1: It would be great money to see that. More than you'd ever know. <laughs> Uh, See, the only other place I could think of putting him would be, like, Jethro Tull. Which is a famous... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, otherwise, I just got nothing. (laughs) Oh, my my God. Uh, Max Rebo, if I had to put him in um, a band. Oh, my God. Coldplay? Coldplay. Oh, yeah, no, he would probably... (laughs) As an organist of some kind, yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. Like, that's what... I was like, "That's got to be a band." Uh, you know what? I could see him doing uh, cover songs of Elton John yeah. every night, like at a bar. And oh, like in it.
0: Vegas, like, like yeah, that'd be <laughs> like, amazing. Uh,
1: size <laughs> Noodles. Uh, to be honest, I really do think that size Noodles did end up as a uh, spice addict. It, I just look at her and go, "Yeah, yeah." She was like a like a child actress that they turned <laughs> into a musician that got addicted to crack. <laughs> it's not a very pleasant end, but I think that's how it should have <laughs> ended. All right, All Max right. Rebo,
0: grand thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. What do uh, you think? Best. It was the toys that that really sucked me into this. Best, best action figures ever. There's nothing better than the Max Rebo action figure, um, and and the scene is fine, whatever. But it's it's a wonderful part of the Star Wars universe. I love I love Max Rebo. He's
1: one of my favorite things, and the Max Rebo uh, robot chicken sketch is amazing, <laughs> which I'll have to show you afterwards. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Star What the F*** Game Show. I'm your host tonight, Marty Cobb. And here, with our special uh,
0: contestant, is Tamo Lan. I am a male Karosite field medic. Uh, who... Did you, were you active during the Clone Wars? The Galactic Civil War? The Galactic Civil War. But, um, I'm famous because I killed a slaver who threatened one of my patients. Oh, wow. That's, a uh... It's quite dark. Yeah, it was it was uh-huh. dark that day. You got a weird head. I do. I'm kind of Han Solo-ish with, like, a lizard head.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's a, like... that's a compliment.
1: Yeah, well all those drawn characters kind of are.
0: Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: so, the rules is Do the... you know the rules of the game show?
0: I do. I need to
1: tell you what you're... Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you a special word in the Star Wars universe, and you have to guess what it is. Uh, I'm good afterwards, I will read you the full description and decide whether you earn a porn tonight. Okay. Alright. I'm in. The word of the day is Marka. M A A R K A. Marka. Alright.
0: Marka. I don't know if this is canon or expanded universe, but I have an answer if it's canon. But I assume it isn't, because most isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with my gut and say Marka is a droid that assists in writing. Kind of like a Marker. Ugh. It assists in in documentation, maybe uh, writes in the Jedi Library or... Uh, follows a court proceeding and, and 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 just documents things like a marca should. This would be like M4K4 or whatever would be his <laughs> like real name, but it's just like that's how you say it.
1: Exactly. Well, you're dead wrong. Ah! You're very wrong because marca was a planet in the marca system in the Mid-Rim's Perkalsis sector. During the Clone Wars, it was the site of a, rebel, a Republic base. It appeared in a Clone Wars comic in the UK at issue 6.6. 6. It was called Milk Run to Marka. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing special to note about the Marka at all. Is no. there ever? No, there probably isn't. Head of Republic base. That's about it. Wow. So you don't get a point tonight. I'm sorry. You lost. Hmm but I'll survive most people lose my patient the only way you're patient (laughs) at least your patient's safe
0: (laughs) yeah
1: all right well have Uh, a good night everybody at home
0: this episode is brought to you by salacious breadcrumbs they're not as annoying as you would think